Welcome everyone to the Midwest Horror Network's October 2020 special where we talk about all of the Simpsons Treehouse of Horror episodes. Yes, we talk about all their Halloween specials, but we cannot love. Uh, today we are talking about Treehouse of Horror number 16. I think it was overall a pretty fun one, but let's get into it. So yeah, I think this one had a really fun intro. It started, you think so? I think so. It started with Kang and Kodos watching a baseball game, and the baseball game is taking forever. It is just excruciatingly yeah. boring and dull and... About as boring as the show is. Alright, I'm going to say this. I'm a, I'm a baseball fan. It is fucking boring to watch on television. It is extremely oh, yeah. passive. You better be doing something else, having a conversation, having a party... It's like the perfect sport to have on the television while you're having a barbecue yeah. and doing other shit. Every go pretty baseball long. fan in the world just went, oh, how dare you? What's no, no, the e truth? No, even baseball fans would go, yeah. yeah, yeah, that checks out. I know two who would disagree with it, you. It is, literally, here's the rules of that. It, it is much more exciting to actually be there to watch the game. And secondly, baseball only gets exciting at the end of September into the whole month yeah. of October. That is it. Um, the rest of the season, you can kind of take it as it comes. Yeah. Um, so this is clearly making fun of all the... This was during a period of time when Simpsons Halloween specials were airing in November because of the baseball seasons. Ah. So they have a bit of Playoff. a grudge against baseball for that reason. Yeah, that makes sense. So yeah, so Kane Kodos was like, at the rate of this game... It's going to be forever until the episode act, until the Halloween special actually airs. So they implement the Accelerate to make time go faster. And so the uh, baseball game starts going super fast. And they're still watching it on the TV, on their spaceship's TV. And they say it's still boring. So to up the speed of the Accelerate. But uh, I believe it's Kodos warns Kang, but if we go any faster, we risk tearing apart the entirety of the space-time continuum. To which Kang said, well, only then will the Cubs have a shot at winning the World Series. Another, oh. a, another, another one of many dated jokes in yeah. this episode. Very dated at this point. At this time, yes. But it was quite a few years until, you know, the Cubs actually won after this episode. So what year was this? Uh, this would have been, I think, 2006, 2005? If it was 2006, it literally 10 years later. And it was also Damn. only like two years after the whole disaster of 2003 with the Cubs. So it makes sense for them. I remember hearing yeah, This would have been November 6, 2005. Yeah, it makes too much sense for them to crack yeah, that also, joke Also, this at was 2006, time. I believe this is when the Sox won. Yes, that's true. That is also true. We're getting very topical about baseball history yeah, here. I know nothing about baseball. Yeah, the um, uh, that was. I worked uh, with Wes, so I'm forced to know so, about so it the, against my will. So, Brendan, real quick, 2003, I, we were nine innings away from going to going to the World Series. Okay. We had made it all the way up to the, actually going to the World Series. We're gonna win our pennant, and we lost in the last final game, game seven, back in '03. And there were multitudes of disasters which happened, which including the famous uh, uh, Bartman catch uh, that everyone, mm -hmm. not, if you're not even a baseball fan, you know about that. I, yeah. I don't know if you, that's, 
so so um, uh, that was um, that was Moisa was going up for a catch um, that was in foul ball country. He literally reached up for the ball, and an eager fan, Bartman, reached for the ball and then fumbled the catch yeah. for it. And this this big thing, the big, and then that's when the whole game went to hell. He had to flee the state. The states, yeah, like, actually, I do think I heard about that. They and then you know, and then all the crazy Cub fans blew up mm. the ball and they blew up the chair, so you can no longer sit in Wrigley yeah. Field. That chair no longer exists of where he sat. Yep. Um, uh, but then funny, ten years later, they invite him to the World Series game. They, they did, they did do that, but it, it was a little bit of a catharsis healing. But I'm gonna quote a very, very famous Miller Lite commercial where it made fun of uh, of all the traditions of sports. It's only stupid if it doesn't work, and it did eventually work. So, <laughs> I so I can't, I can't give some. And then right when that joke was made, yes, the White Sox did go, did go to the World Series and win the World Series. At that time, mm. and it was very believed that the Cubs would never go um, uh, to win the World Series again, um, and eventually they did. It's just a shame they didn't win in 2015 when they oh, were supposed they, to win. You know, dude, yeah. I gotta be perfectly honest though. From a movie that came out what 1986, yeah. um, they only being off by one year, one year, they were close. That's pretty fucking. And impressive. here's the thing: they almost made it in 2015. They, they were right there. They were right there. They uh, they got swept by uh, the New York Mets. The um, uh, but uh, but they also got you know they. Beat a team that doesn't exist in reality. Oh, in in the movie, Damn the uh, Back to the Future Two. I know the. Um, I wasn't sure as providing context, but uh, yeah, yeah, that's the that's a small history of of what was going on in the context of that joke, which actually does in fact make it a, an effective joke. All right, it didn't take four and a half hours. Good job. <laughs> yeah, I mean, eight innings should not take four and a half hours. Like, there's like so many like rules that they're trying to change to speed up the game it's pretty boring well, dude, so not, simpsons did dude, hit not, it on the head on that dude and not to mention dude like you know them broadcasting games that are on the fucking west coast yeah. you're watching baseball till one in the morning fuck that noise <laughs> fair point so yes they uh speed up the accelerate even further and it just goes nuts start sucking everything in the oceans land the earth itself god the fabric of the universe god himself who is just holding on for dear life before he gets sucked through and then kodos is like king you destroyed the very fabric of existence don't worry i'll just leave a note and he just puts in this is a white screen you see king's tentacle just put up a sticky note that says Simpsons Treehouse of Horror 16. I just want to point out this intro sounds a lot funnier than what it actually is. It's almost as boring as the game they were watching. I don't know. I heard quite a lot of laughter from, yeah, from the least, Italian. At least Mark. David? Yeah, that was funny. Yeah. So you're outvoted here, three to one. I don't care. I'm it, still right. It, it, fucking it was the point of mud. Yeah. It was the point of making it look boring because that's. They were watching That's essentially watching, boring game. Watching baseball yeah. and all the bullshit advertisement. Like, like I, I love that shot of King just looking at the screen and the one player just has this gum bubble that he blew and he's looking <laughs> at it. It's and still boring. The, um, uh, yeah, dude, and all the bullshit advertisements that Fox always, like, yeah. always does. Like, you know, like... You know, and uh, we're in the. Uh, Be sure to watch the new spinoff from the OC. It's even hotter away from the beach. The um, uh, dude, 
Actually, that was a good Family Guy joke. When like, they, like I, I feel like an announcer who gives a shit about the other shows that I'm talking about while I'm announcing sports. <laughs> yeah, you know that checks out. Anyway, all right. So yeah, so yeah I, I thought it was a very fun intro. Very fun. No, somebody did. All right, so it, it, it is a lot better than some of the other Kane and Kodos entries. Yeah. I will yeah. definitely tell you that. Like, yeah, they the, actually gave them something to do. Yeah, opposed to just you know being contractually obligated. Hey, we're here for this episode. I, we're gonna say one line, and then you'll never see us. You I, know, I, for I, a I, year. I don't even think they did the uh, standard Kane and Kodos laughter. No. Yeah. It, so so they legitimately gave them something to do. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. 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 Zach had a good point though about that. Like you know, just letting them show up and then never and then you don't see them for the rest of the year. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So uh, let's get into our first segment: artificial intelligence. Zach, tell us about artificial intelligence. Bart's dumbass falls out of a window, essentially goes into a coma. Marge and the family replace him with a little toy, ro- well, not a toy robot, but a robot son. Bart wakes up, gets jealous, they get rid of Bart, and he comes back with a robot body, destroys Homer and the robot's son, and that's the episode. And let's go, well, of course, we'll go into a little more detail, but I will say I did not like the ending of this one. <laughs> Yeah, like, it, it was a pretty fun one until it got to the. It was like they literally did not know how to end it, I, and it shows. Dude, honestly, man, in my opinion, I'm a little bit more on Zach's side on this one. I didn't enjoy this one as much. I mean, I, yeah, I laughed at a few point, uh, uh, points of it, but I was like, like, eh, I could take it or leave this one. I mean, at the end of the day, something happened, so it's not as bad as the Raven, but you know, you die. <laughs> You go to hell and you die. Look, hell is my home, okay? You, you gotta yeah, die th- first this before one, you go to hell. This one had a lot of chuckle moments. Um, like, I I did like how when he fell out the window, uh, Lisa was like, Hey, Mom, remember how you wished he, we would never grow up? That was pretty good. Did, the no. only moment that I found really, I guess, funny was the moment where he's just like, if you want to kill me, you'll have to kill your father. Instant. <laughs> yeah, doesn't even let him finish the sentence. Yeah, that, yeah I, that's actually my one of, one of my favorite moments. Just like, well, I'll give Bart credit. He'd do the same fucking thing I would have done. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Bam. But yeah, this one had a lot of funny lines. Like, there was not there was never that laugh out loud moment. Like, well, okay, there was that laugh out loud moment that Zach just said, but for the most part, this one was just a lot of funny lines um i did I like violence is hilarious i did like that one robot when bart was outcast by homer he's just like hanging out with all these other outcast robots and there's that one who's just like i was designed for this but i could not love like he was just obsessed with the fact that robots have no feelings and cannot love and he just would shoehorn that in wherever he could i thought that was yeah dude a great funny. great bart line though was like can you teach us how to feel it's like it's like i'm not a girl I, was I said like, I'm a human, not a girl. Yeah, I was like, that's a perfect Bart line. The um, I was like, that's fantastic. The uh, but besides that though, like, okay, so I'm not. It's been a long time since I've watched it, but I'm I've never been particularly a huge fan of the movie AI, and this is obviously taking a yeah. lot of inspiration from AI, and I've never been particularly a fan, and maybe the reason why I didn't I didn't really care for it as Let me much. Ask you this: When was the last time you've seen AI? It's been a long time. It has been a long time, so I, I, will, I, I will give it that, that it has been a long time for me to give a, pers- a real true perspective. I just remember yeah. seeing it several times when I was, when I was 
Like, was young, it around the time it came out, or... It was... It, I had seen it around the time it had come out, and then I saw it about five years after the fact when I was already a teenager. Okay. Um, so, but I've not seen it as an adult. I'm sure I might have a different perspective. I've only seen it as a kid, so I don't same. really have a big perspective on it. David? Yeah, same. Yeah, it's... Um, I avoided it when it came out. Like, I was, like, 11, but, like, so... Obviously, I would have needed my parents to take me to the theater, but... Um, I wanted to see it when I saw the ads, but then I was hearing from a lot of people who did see it that it wasn't very good. So it was like, oh, okay, that's disappointing. And I just kind of avoided it after that because I kept hearing just how bad it was. And then finally, maybe like early college years, like uh, that two years of college before I came to Chicago, I finally watched it and I was like, this is pretty good. Not great, but pretty good. Um, it was supposed to be a Stanley Kubrick movie, yeah. but um, but he passed away, and then they handed it off to Steven Spielberg. Yeah. Well, actually, Kubrick originally wanted Spielberg to do it, mm. and Spielberg was like, no, I think you should do it, and they sort of went back and forth, and then Kubrick said, okay, I'll do it. This will be my next movie. Then he died, then Spielberg took, took it, it over. Yeah. yeah. I think it's underrated. I don't know why it got the terrible reviews it got when it came out, but I actually think it held up pretty well. Not one that I'd watch over and over and over again, but for the one time I did watch it, I enjoyed it. I, I So I remember quite a bit of it. You know, I obviously need to see it again just because of my emotions towards it, but I, I can see why a lot of people didn't like it because it's existentially depressing. The, there's a lot of depressing shit in that movie. Um, I, 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 I know Brandon's response is like, so? Um, uh, but like, you not realize who you're talking movie. to? I, I know, but, but I think at the time, you know, that was like, what, 2001? 2001, summer of 01. Summer of 01 and everything else. I know that a lot of the, a lot of the movies that were going on at that time were very big, but it was big, happy big. Like, Harry Potter was big at that time. That's and, a good point. And, uh, and I think that was Lord of the Rings. And Lord of the Rings, of course, mm-hmm. is not... Lord of the Rings would have been later that year. Later that year. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, but Lord of the Rings, that's two towers, though, right? No. The, oh, first was one. the first this one. Yeah, so this was a pre-Lord of the Rings movie. So there was a lot of, like, bigger movies that were going on that were not as, you know... Um, there was certainly some dramas and some things like that. Like, Gladiator had, had come out, you know, which has its depressing moments. But this is like there's a lot of. There's also an action movie. Correct, correct. But it it was also there was a lot of existential, philosophical things going on with this movie, and a lot of people were like, "I don't want to fucking think about that." Especially, it came out in the summer, and as people were, you know, moving towards you know award seasons or watching the movies, Mm -hmm. 9/11 happened, and you know people were just not in the fucking mood to watch something that was existentially depressing it kind of just goes into what i've always said what kubrick movie was widely accepted upon its original release that is a good point there's that and also it probably would have been better to release than the oscar bait season you know like october november december yeah okay so that's a good point because a lot of because the summer is the you know is blockbuster time it's you know it's time for aught you know we need action we're not even that just generally audience pleasing movies and this had like the scope of a of a spielberg movie it was a Spielberg movie, but... And that's probably why they did it. And it wasn't one of those years where he has... Because there's been quite a few years where he has two movies in the same year. And one's like the big action blockbuster, and the other's the more uh, prestige drama. Like Jurassic Park, Schindler's List. Sure. Amistad, Lost World. 
Catch Me If You Can, Minority Report. Ready or not. Munich, War of the Worlds. Ready or not, The Post. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Um, uh, Ready Player One and Those were actually technically two different years. Was it? Yeah, they were were released very close to each other. I knew they were close. Uh, The Post was end of the year, the previous year, and then Ready Ready Player One was the next year. Yeah. Ah, okay. I I know, I saw saw the Post review. Yeah, it's like they're, they're so close to each other that it's, why didn't they do that? I, Maybe Ready Player One's post-production took up more than... Well, I would thought. assume, yes, and besides, I, I do remember Ready Player One being the be- like close to the beginning yeah. of that next year. Yeah, the, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, it just was one of those things that like I think I think people were expecting Steven Spielberg, you know, fun, you know, you know, adventurous yeah. type of oh, things. Adventures of Tintin and War Horse, that's another combo uh, there. That's a good point. Adventures of Tintin? Yep, his animated movie. Yep. The, um, Never even heard of that one. Yeah, it was. It was. It. Yeah, it was pretty. I guess it got pretty big at the time. But yeah, I don't. I don't think audiences were really prepared to get into a an existentially depressing movie that had a big blockbuster scope to it. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. The um, I mean, you know, like I guess it had to have been released in a smaller setting and it, but in a smaller drama. Mm-hmm. And yeah, maybe it would have been perceived, but because it was like a very special effects driven movie but also existentially depressing just a lot of those those combinations just didn't quite and you work. also don't associate Spielberg with existentially depressing not because it was kind of Spielberg channeling Kubrick for sure it was it was definitely it was not his normal like when Steven Spielberg is depressing it's depressing for the sake of the story not for philosophical reasons or you know or thinking you know existentially it's not not in that regard, you know. You know, when Steven Spielberg is depressing, it's just depressing. Schindler's List, meaning like it's that's just depressing. There's not much to think about of why that's depressing. Can you imagine if Spielberg directed Clockwork Orange? Oh my God, Jeez. John Williams music probably would have been a much more entertaining movie. Well, dude, if you think, we'll, we'll, we'll do. You know what the funny thing is though? Like I was watching a review of Temple of Doom recently, and and he's like. Temple of Doom, like, was the last movie that Steven Spielberg was was cool with having teeth with a movie. Like, he was he wasn't afraid to go darker with things, and and like, and I think he'd like lost a little bit of that, and and that, and unfortunately, he wouldn't have been able to, you know. I mean, obviously, I think Clockwork Orange was before Temple of Doom. Oh yeah, like, but like you know, thirteen years. He probably would have been able to do it, but like, you know, I, there would have been a time, you know, I think that would have. That would have pushed him over the edge earlier of not doing more, yeah. you know, well, teeth-oriented t- movies. Temple of Doom, which he directed, combined with Gremlins, which he produced, and Poltergeist, which he produced, those three movies kind of led to the PG-13 rating for the MPAA. Well, correct. So he was kind of indirectly responsible. His movies were indirectly responsible for that change. So that might be why he sort of lost his teeth after that because he wanted to sort of back off a little bit after all the controversies. Well, yeah, because there's a lot of bullshit that happened with Poltergeist. I mean, you know, a lot of, you know, that I mean, that's there, there's that new show on, I think on Shudder about how... Cursed Films, Cursed which films. is okay. It's okay? It's okay. Some episodes are better than others. Okay. The uh, But yeah, I know there's a lot of bullshit on that, on that movie. The, um, uh, you know, a lot of, you know, set burned down and Got struck by lightning, and you know the set was cursed, and they used real skeletons because it was cheaper. I actually hear they do that a lot. Yeah, like um, that I is, think that I think, is not exclusive to Poltergeist. I, I I have heard though it's become less and less of a practice because the fake the fake ones become cheaper and cheaper and cheaper to get done. Uh, but back then it was a lot. Well, more also, expensive. craftsmanship has probably gotten better over the years too. Absolutely, hundred percent, hundred percent. The um, but yeah, anyway, back to AI. <laughs> 
the uh, yeah. us and our tangents. Yeah. The uh, well, I mean, it, the I mean we were talking about the movie that this segment was sure. based on. Um, but yeah, and this is a pretty straightforward um, segment for the show. Uh, nothing too out there, but it, it was um, it was a nice breezy first segment. I thought it was overall okay. Far from the worst, far from the best, but it was it was a good one to bring us into the episode four. I thought. I'm gonna put this into the category of of those. I'm mi- gonna forget about it in T minus yeah, ten the, the, seconds. I, I'm I think I've come to this conclusion with Treehouse. I'm either only gonna remember the really really good ones or the really really bad ones. Like the, a lot of those middle ones, I'm just gonna forget about. Yeah. yeah. But I will say I hated the ending of this one. Yeah, it was weird. Where it's just like it turns out it's Homer's dream and he's really oh yeah, by the oh, like, oh that's right. Oh, that yeah, that's was right. the ending. And I, and I wow, and that's I, how bad it was. We completely forgot about that. I literally shouted out what the fuck. Yeah. And like and it had. Like, I, although, and I kind of feel fucking cheap because it did have, like, one decent joke that I chuckled at, and I'm actually pissed off that I chuckled at it. When when Marge says, I'll, I'll call work and let them, let them know that you're not coming in today. And he went, woohoo! And I went, oh, and I <laughs> which, laughed. Which, by itself, that is funny. Yes. But taken into the context of, it, it's that whole, oh, mm. it was a dream thing. Because, like, it's literally crazy. before, it's yeah, because, yeah. and they ha- I thought they had a good note to go out on before that anyway, when, because, like, they... Because Homer was, of course, cut in half by Bart, and they put the little robot boy's legs on Homer's upper half of his body, and the legs basically give out from under the weight. They could have just had a little one-liner in response to that, cut to commercial. But no, they had to put that stupid dream sequence thing in there. Yeah, which was just completely pointless. It's just yeah. adding unnecessary shit that just doesn't need to yeah. exist. Kind of ruined the segment. Because the segment in general was actually pretty decent. Yeah. yeah. And then ending just, I mean, it was all right. It wasn't, you know, the worst one. It wasn't terrible. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm not saying that the whole dream, like, I'm not saying the whole devil possession thing, it wasn't funny. It's just, why is it, why is this the ending to an artificial intelligence spoof? Yeah, it was like out of place. Were they, I mean, were they trying to fill runtime? Which, that very well could be it. That could be it, but it's also, I feel like they could have put that runtime towards more costume jokes in the third segment. That's a good point. Yeah, that is a good point. I would have, yeah, I would have liked that more. Yeah, but we'll never know. Um, so, any final thoughts on artificial intelligence before we move on to segment two? A uh, couple, couple good jokes, but overall, it's just going to be one of the middle of the road episodes that I'm probably going to forget about, except for a memorable shitty ending. I enjoyed the like little competition that he had, essentially trying to win over the friends, trying to win over the love for you know his mom, where he's picking flowers, but then. The AI um, triggers or opens like one of the um, circuit boards and messes with the wire and turns all the city um, building lights and says, I love you, mom. So I enjoyed yeah. the competition between him and, you know, the robot that, son. That did feel like a whole kid's thing. Like that felt like something it's, that would happen it in would real happen, life. Yeah. yeah. And actually that is a very, that's actually a direct scene from AI. Nice. There's like a yeah. whole a whole scene where the where the AI and the kid are competing with each other uh, for the attention. All right. So next up, we have survival of the fattest. David. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> well, this one is also a spoof. Um, I forget the film. The most dangerous game. Most dangerous yeah. game. When did that come out? Uh, the movie came out in 1932. It is based on a short. It's either a short story or a short novel. 
I believe it's a short novel because I do remember reading it at some point in school. Yeah. And the concept has been redone and done. Oh, yeah. And redone again. Yeah. yeah. It's one of the classics. Definitely. For a reason. Um, the Homer is invited to uh, Mr. Burns' house for hunting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he invites a lot of the more overset well, weight characters like um, Chief Wiggum and Dr. Hibbert, Hibbert and then you got um, some Carl Lenny. Guys too. Yeah, so like you Carl, Carl Lenny. Lenny you got Mo. Professor Frink there. But yeah. Like, he pretty much any clumsy yeah non-athletic characters. Yeah, non-athletic That's like characters. 90% of the Simpsons cast. <laughs> exactly. That is actually a very valid yeah. point. So yeah, they get invited to his house for hunting but they the don't. Was there. Huh? Crested the Clown was Crested there. Crested the Clown, yeah. Blue-haired lawyer. Comic yeah, book guy. Yeah, which is <laughs> funny. Um, they invited... They don't realize that Mr. Burns is planning to hunt them. Um, I guess like Mr. Burns comes in and reveals his plan. Um, apparently they got to run for, what, 24 hours? Yep, if they can survive till noon the next day. Noon the next day. Yeah. What was the reward? It was in kind uh, of... anybody that survives gets their freedom. Nice. And he was going to give them a five-minute running head start. <laughs> yeah, and com- which comic book guys like running until noon? Just shoot me now. Which he does. And, which he does. <laughs> and then he makes his lawyer um, create like a contract that would hold in court for um, this type of competition. It's <laughs> <laughs> probably the he's... dumbest thing he could have done. Yeah, because once he's done writing the contracts, like, here you go, this will hold up in any court. All right, thank you. Shoots him. Yeah, that, that, that joke was pretty fucking funny. <laughs> uh, what else? Um, so, yeah, after that, everyone begins their, um, you know, run and hide uh, from Mr. Burns, and he's going hunting them, and um, Homer runs by a tree where most of the cast is hiding up. And then he's like, hey, quick, Mr. Burns is coming. Climb the tree, and Homer climbs it and grabs on a branch and sort of um, tilts the tree. and then Turns into a catapult, yeah. essentially. Instead of shooting skeet, you're shooting people. Pretty much. Pretty much. Instead of, yeah. But he misses Mo. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Mo. Yeah, oh, he misses Mo. Mo. He lands on, like, one of the, uh, was it, antenna? Like a weather vane? Yeah. Yeah. Right on top of the house. And then he's like, all right, well, since I'm going to, you know... I might as well scratch a lot of ticket I had in here, and he wins a million dollars instantly, <laughs> which gives him the motivation to try to survive. So like, hey, maybe if I get up and you know, not die, and then Chief Wiggum falls on top of him and kills him. Just fucked up for Mo. Yeah, that's <laughs> the end of Mo. Yeah, Bye. I think Krusty was like the. F- like the next one to die. Yeah, and that was where they brought in. Was it Terry Bradshaw? Yeah, yeah Terry Bradshaw. Officer, and Mr. Burns just unloads on Krusty. Yeah, <laughs> just like you. empties one gun, starts firing another. Yeah, <laughs> Terry Bradshaw's like, you hate to see that showboating. It's what it really concerns me about the future of this sport. <laughs> I was like, Jesus. <laughs> Which it shows Marge and Lisa actually watching it on the TV. Yeah. Yeah, Marge grabs the TV guy. He's like, I should have known something was off. <laughs> yeah, essentially Mr. Burns in a Jeep with the rifle pointed at Homer as the cover. There's also uh, when he got Apu, which I think Apu was the first person he got after they ran out of the mansion. Yeah, that was funny. He's like, I... I smell curry and fear. <laughs> yeah, I smell curry and fear. 
Bam! Kills a poo and he gets reincarnated as like a was was it a rabbit? Yeah, rabbit. Yeah, rabbit. Cannot yeah. kill a Hindu. You cannot kill a Hindu. Kind of bear trap. Help me, Jesus! Help me, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was kind of funny that everything's like being televised on Fox <laughs> with Terry Pratchett. Yeah, that's you I know still get that is that. two sports jokes in one in, yeah. one, in one episode. Anyway, um, eventually after the catapult, um, he corners uh, Homer, or he thinks he corners Homer, but he took his clothes off and put it on Barney's dead body and was more of a... Um, using him as a puppet. Using him as, yeah, as, as a puppet. And then falls off the tree. <laughs> Almost breaks his friggin' neck. Mr. Burns got the rifle in his face ready to shoot and March comes up and whacks Mr. Burns and Smithers with a pan. Because Homer has been gone for 18 hours without calling. So anybody who's, you know, married and, you know, sees that. Tell us us all about that. Yeah, that's a (laughs) no-no. You will get whacked. So what's the uh, longest amount of time you've gone without calling? Was it 18 hours? Close, yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's... Oh, God. Way way to turn my joke into something serious here. He came home, Lily was there with the shotgun. (laughs) Where the she fuck were you? Yet. I'm glad she doesn't have a gun license. Yeah. <laughs> you either coming home to that, or you know she's she's uh re- she turned the whole house into the Beetlejuice house. The, uh, she she <laughs> hired a, de- a set decorator to turn the entire <laughs> house and maxed out all the credit cards to turn it into the the unauthentic Beetlejuice house or some uh, 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 some other um, uh, Mark. It would be like that episode of American Dad where Stan goes fishing on their anniversary because oh. he's trying to avoid oh, her because yeah. it's one year since a huge fight that they had. And then his coworker asks him, what was the fight about? I forgot our anniversary. Oh, Jesus. Wait, he's like, hold, hold it, hold it, wait. Or how much your mother when Barney um, uh, disappeared from Quinn. And he came back to the apartment, and it's like all pink and everything else. And and she's like, I called a I called a, a home designer and everything else, and I said, what would the inside of Tinkerbell's vagina look like? And the kid just went crazy. <laughs> it's literally like this giant pinked out craziness. She even replaced his luggage. So so moral of the story: don't disappear away from your wives or girlfriends for eighteen hours because crazy shit will happen. Yeah. What happens after Marge knocks them out? Uh, makeup sex, because <laughs> that does happen. Because <laughs> why not? And yeah. then and then Terry Bradshaw kind of being creepy watches them. Yeah, I'm putting yeah. this on my bucket list. Whatever the fuck he he's says. He's like, here we go. They're makeup not, sex. Not and... the creepiest moment of this episode, though. But we're no. we're getting to that. I don't remember. And as Chief usual, Wiggum in segment three. Yeah, we'll get to that. In a second. Yeah, we'll get to that soon. And he says, as usual, Fox is gonna. You know, cut to commercial during the good stuff. And then Homer unzips her dress and is like, oh, or not. Or not. <laughs> um, That's going in my playbook. Yeah. That's it. That was, that was a good line to go off of. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, overall, it was bringing the most interesting game to The Simpsons. Yeah. Especially since Mr. Burns is hunting multiple people instead of just one. I thought they did a pretty good job with it. Um... I read the uh, book when I was in high school, and I also saw the 1930s movie, probably in college. Uh, and it was actually a really good movie. It was actually filmed on the same sets as the original King Kong. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. oh very cool. Yeah. 
Really good movie. I highly recommend it. Nice. Yeah, I enjoyed this segment. Yeah. Any other thoughts on it before we move on? No, it was pretty straightforward. It was, it was fun. The um, uh, the Apu joke was funny as hell. They um, uh, the uh, yeah, there's a lot of good stuff in there. Um, it it's certainly not like it's not one of those uh, ones that I go, oh, that's surprising. You know, uh, Mr. Burns participating in this. Yeah, no, not not shocking no. at all. Yeah, they used the uh, personalities of the characters to get advantage in this one. I thought. Oh, of course. The uh, the comic book guy one was pretty funny. Uh, then the lawyer the lawyer bit was pretty funny. Yeah, it was. What was that one that we talked about where it was like I had the issue of somebody wasn't acting like their character? I don't remember. I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, it was uh, Ned Zone, the Dead Zone spoof. And I was talking about how they made Homer dumber than usual. Um, But Homer's always dumb. Like he's dumb, but it's a certain kind of dumb. Like that one, that wasn't Homer dumb. That was just... They were purposely making him dumber than usual just for the sake of the story. I don't so. know. I feel like the two dumbest characters in television history are SpongeBob and Homer. And it's a pretty close tie for that. Dude, I don't know, man. That, that, that shit with uh, with using Barney as a puppet was pretty was pretty fucking clever. So yeah. Yeah. if anything, that's out of character. That's making him smarter no, that, than that, usual. Because like pe- people forget, like people forget that in the earlier seasons, like the Golden Age of Simpsons, Homer does have his not smart moments but he's not an idiot um like i feel like the stereotype has become or lesser writers have made him just an outright idiot that has no regard for his surroundings or the feelings of others but i do feel like a lot of people do forget because of that's become the stereotype of homer that he is actually a very even though he's not the most learned learned person he's you know, aware of his surroundings. He does want to do best for his family. Um, he's not... Jerk-ass Homer era is not real Homer in my eyes. Fair enough. Yeah. All right, so final segment of the episode. I've grown a costume on your face. So we finally get to a <laughs> Halloween episode. It's um, been a while, I think. It has been a while. Yeah. Um, Just I... something somewhat horror-related. So the whole town is getting together. They're having some type of Halloween costume contest. Um, there's several different characters that are, are um, uh, dressed up as a bunch of different characters. Um, uh, you got Bart in a uh, in a Wolfman costume. You got Lisa dressed up as Einstein. Marge is a skeleton. Homer is a um, headless guy, I guess. Um, and then a couple different ones. Um, they got um, the the bully. Nelson. Nelson. Um, uh, apparently, everybody thinks that he's a, um, a raccoon. raccoon. <laughs> he's actually the Lone Ranger, except like the ghetto Lone, Lone Ranger. Can't afford the, the hat. You can't afford anything else. Like he's literally, a, can't, a, can't a afford toilet a toilet brush for the yeah, horse. Can't even afford a horse. Can't afford anything. Um, uh, but uh, they uh, they begin to announce the uh, the costume winner of the uh, of the costume contest. Turns out that it uh, is a witch. Um, well, it's it's between Doctor Hibbert as as Mayor Quimby puts it, Blackula, but oh, yeah. Doctor Hibbert goes on a rant of, oh, just because I'm black and Dracula, that makes me Blackula. My wife told me not to go as Dracula, but I told her it's the 20th century. <laughs> That's right. And Mayor's just like, please send him the standard racial apology middle drawer. <laughs> it's a middle, it's a blood drawer. The um, uh, and then uh, and then it turns out. That the the witch uh, wins the contest, and the mayor says, "Hey, please let us know who you actually are." She said, "Yeah, this is awkward. Um, I'm not actually dressed in the costume. This is how I am." 
And the mayor's like, well, technically, because you're not dressed in a costume, you the, the whole prize is null and void. So she puts a curse on the whole town, uh, which is the uh, um, which basically turns them into uh, their all, costumes. Their costumes, which is uh, funny enough, which is the last twenty minutes of Halloween Town Part Two, which is a Disney made for TV movie. Figured I'd throw that reference in there, um, uh, even though none of you are probably going to know what that is or where that is. Or what I saw are. the first one when I was a little kid. Yeah, the second one that literally never the, saw the second. I didn't even know there was a second one until very recently. Yeah, literally this this whole thing uh-huh. is the same thing as that. Okay. I I don't know who did it first. It's either The Simpsons or I, I would have to actually look at the dates and see which which person did it first. I'm going to put my money on The Simpsons. But um, it may be certainly possible that the uh, Halloween Part Two, Calabar's Revenge, um, uh, came out you like even four years the before the Simpsons episode. Oh, so it was it was uh, it was them first. Okay. Yep. But yeah, that's essentially the, the the plot of of the movie. Do you want to know who directed Halloween Town Two? Uh yes. Mary Lambert, who is most famous for the 1989 Pet Cemetery. Nice. Well, that's interesting. That's really interesting. Anyway. And then the first Halloween Town had Michael Slovis as the cinematographer who went on to do the bulk of Breaking Bad. Huh. Again, we, but we've already established that DPs have really weird careers. We have very fun careers. Yes, yeah. you do. Yes, you do. But anyway. So, uh, uh, so eventually uh, the witch is insulted by this fact, so she turns the entire town into their costumes, as I said. And uh, they begin life as their costumes. There's a couple of good, you know, in-between jokes here and there. Um, uh, Bart um, is the, definitely the wolf man. Um, uh, and then... Um, I liked Disco Stew who had the arrow through his head. <laughs> He's just dying horribly. And then uh, um, uh, Gram- uh, Grandpa Simpson was dressed up as a gorilla and turned into a gorilla. And then he was like, oh, I'm young now. And then swinged uh, from everything else. And then finally landed on his ass and he broke his hip. And then uh, Dr. Herbert, or Hubert, Hibbert, Hibbert um, uh, picked him up, and she said, he's like, yeah, suck that poison out. Wait a minute! <laughs> Which, that was some really sinister animation that they gave him. Yeah, there was. Like, uh, his wings kind of reminded me of Spawn a little bit as well. A little bit. Yeah. Little well, that's bit. because it was part of the cape. Yeah, they really gave him some sinister animation there. And then, Indeed. of course, there's... Um, Principal Skinner, whose mother told him, I told you not to go as G.I. Joe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then he looked he looked down and saw that he's been kendelled, uh, which is very un, uh, very uh, unfortunate. It was <laughs> Principal Skinner. He wasn't using it anyway. The, uh, yeah, well, How do you know? Very fair point. I think this was after the uh, breakup with Edna. Yeah. Yeah, that sucks for him. Anyway, uh, so they all begin to try to decently accept life. Um, uh, Lisa is trying to come up with a, uh, a way to get everybody back to normal and then she figures out that, uh, that Maggie is in fact a actual witch um, so she says hey she can bring her back and the, a bunch of the town, uh, town people come and they beg them to, uh, half of them beg to be changed back the other half beg to stay exactly the same way. I feel like that's how it would be in a real situation. Like it, like it all depends on what you were going at. Yeah, what you're going, and then some people were just in between they're like eh, I can go either way yeah the um, and then goes to the most uh, um, topical um, or uh, dated joke of the entire uh, episode, maybe even the entire uh, all of Treehouse episodes. Well, this one is just kind of knowing what we know now is is interesting. Yeah. So Chief Wiggum was dressed up as Jared <laughs> from the Subway, 
and then walks in and says, I want to stay as Jared. I lost a bunch of pounds. And I'm sexually ambiguous. <laughs> and, then, and then we all went, oh. oh. <laughs> that means two things. The, uh, and then even Zach left. Um, uh, the, uh, and then we all felt uncomfortable for a little bit. But it's, yeah. it's amazing how, how some jokes are still funny or some jokes are not funny anymore. And some jokes are, man, that's a data joke based on, you know, perspective of where we're at. Yep. The, I was like, holy shit, that's fantastic. The, um, they're going to add that to, like, our best, like, data jokes of, of, of this whole series. I don't know. It. Like, I don't know if I would call it dated, because dated would imply it just doesn't work anymore. It just works it's, in a different way. Yeah, it just works in a different, that joke just works in a different way now. Yeah. It has a whole but it still other works. meaning to it. <laughs> so... I, I say it's dated because the, the intention behind the joke was very different from how the joke is perceived now. Mm-hmm. So that's the reason why I call no, it No, I understand dated. that. But when you call a joke dated, that, that has an implication that it's not funny anymore. All right, fair enough. The, um, uh, I'm not, I'm not going to die on that hill. The, um, uh, but, uh, but yeah, and then... Uh, As opposed to the HBO joke from the first Fiesta that absolutely is timeless. So, that, that is absolutely timeless. Yeah. The, um, uh, that, that's fucking great. I'm still gonna remember that. That's amazing. The, this is a good HBO. No, that would cost extra. <laughs> the um, and I'm like, oh man, that is still accurate. That joke's still around. That's oh, uh, that is. It'd probably still be around in another twenty years Absolutely. too. Absolutely. Yeah. The um, uh, but anyway, so um, uh, so Maggie um uh, begins to um uh, cast the magic spell because she was a witch, so. She's going to. She ends up changing them all into pacifiers, with heads. With heads, um, and then the, and then she flies off, and, um, like the end of this Bewitched series, or I'm sorry, the beginning of the Bewitched series during the opening logo. I've never seen an episode of the show, so I can't correct you. It is. It is the opening logo, um, and it's yep. literally the same tune from the opening logo. And then she flies off into the moonlight, and then they go in. Um, I enjoyed this episode until the ending, and they get into this random PSA about adult, adult illiteracy. Illiteracy, which again, I guess that that's a dated joke. Um, that I, it's so dated, I don't even understand it, what reference it's from. It didn't even work with me when I was, let's see, it was two days before my birthday that year. So I would have been fourteen when I saw this. It, like, it's it, funny. it didn't it was, work for me then. It doesn't work for me now. It, I'm sure that there was some reference to yeah. something that was around that we're during just that completely time. Unaware of, completely unaware of. But and then um, the only thing that was funny, and I'm glad it ended the way it ended, was was that when Dennis Rodman showed up and he's like, <laughs> "Dennis Rodman, what are you doing here? I'm working off a parking ticket." The uh, and I'm like, "Yep, yeah, that checks out." Even though it will probably be way worse than a parking ticket, knowing Dennis Rodman. Yeah, I did like the Dennis Rodman part. Yeah, the um, and I'm pretty sure that's his, that's him. But yeah, I was pretty sure that was at him his actual voice. The yeah, um, this was a this was a fun one. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Um, I wish I wish that they would have cut out the whole exorcism thing, like you were saying from the first episode, to make more time for more. You know, again, another episode that um, that I could have loved to see more of what Simpsons is famous for, which yeah. is its background gags. I would have liked to have seen more of it. Yeah, because like in the background when all the townspeople are at the Simpsons house, uh, one I did catch was you actually have Mo as Hugh Hefner 
and he has two Playboy bunnies around his arm. Yeah. He has his arms around two Playboy bunnies, and it's just like I, I feel like there, there's a gag that they could have done if they had more time. True. Um, I, I'm sure there's more that they could have done, but that was one that caught my eye. Hundred percent. Yep. So yeah, what uh, David, Zach, what did you guys think of this one? Yeah, it was alright. It was entertained. I enjoyed it a lot. Some few laughs. You laughed at the Jared thing, so I, I, I you can't. Yeah, say but that's it. Though. <laughs> hey, you know what? One one joke per episode for a guy who doesn't who really doesn't like The Simpsons. Yeah, I'll take that. I'll take that as a win. Yeah. Yeah. I thought uh-huh. you know when Marge was uh, in the kitchen cooking and the cat being like inside, oh, yeah. it was kind of. Funny because cats are jackasses. My spine is not a scratching post. <laughs> how how that is irrelevant for you, I don't understand. The, you uh, get used to it. The, <laughs> you just learn to live with shit like that when you own cats. Yeah. yeah that or a little out. bastard. Yeah, that checks out. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, any last thoughts on this segment before we move on to our wrap-up? No. All right. Uh, funniest moment of the episode. I think there are a few here that we mm-hmm. can choose from. My favorite is the Apu one being reincarnated. And then help me, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, that was. Yeah, it was pretty great. Uh, the lawyer, the lawyer bit was pretty funny. I loved, I, I loved the whole baseball bit just because I am a baseball mm-hmm. fan, so I know exactly what the hell they're talking about. The um, you uh, basic. The uh, the the Cubs, the Cubs thing was funny. Yeah. The and I'm like, oh, I was like that. Those jokes don't work anymore, which is which makes me happy. Well, that just That's means a them tearing joke. up the time-space continuum worked because the Cubs did eventually win. Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> or maybe just a very strategically placed rain delay. Who, who can tell, though? <laughs> who, can, who can say which one was correct? Again, they were off by 10 years. The, uh, they were off by 10 years, and then Back to the Future Part Two was off by one. So, so yeah. So that was good stuff. But, um, yeah, the, the, the lawyer reference was pretty funny. And then... Um, the biggest reaction, though, for me, though, was the Jared reference. Like, that was the biggest... Like, it was funny, and it... Okay, so stand-up comedians always say this. They would rather get a, oh, than a laugh. That was a, oh, an oh moment. And and I'm totally fine with that uh, that being my favorite favorite funniest segment of the show. Homer and the kid getting chopped in half because violence is hilarious. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Yeah, that was funny, too. (laughs) Yeah, this was one where all the segments and the intro had at least one good laugh them because the intro had because the intro was the intro that was all one big joke that i really liked first one had homer getting cut in half second one had apu getting reincarnated third one had jared and (laughs) gi joe uh so yeah they, they definitely had some good jokes in this one i'm gonna go with just because you all pretty much mentioned all the other, like, it's no one really rises above the others. So, for mine, just so we hit all of them, I'm going to go with Principal Skinner as G.I. Joe as my funniest moment. Yeah, it's pretty Just funny. so we can hit all the bases. All, all your bases, all your baselines. I like it. Uh, yeah, because even if he wasn't getting any, I mean, you know, it, it is called it, masturbation, too. So, and he can't really do that either. So. <laughs> you got oh. nothing. The, uh, it's, that, that reminds me of the uh, Mr. X episode of. <laughs> Simpsons, where Homer's just putting like all the town's dirt on a website, oh, and Principal yeah. Skinner's reading the page, and he's like, "Our mayor is corrupt," and you just hear his mother in the ho- down the hallway. Seymour, are you looking at naked ladies? <laughs> no, mother. You sissy. <laughs> Dude, or um, how much mother when Lily does the portrait of Barney and she Kendall's him? 
He doesn't draw. He doesn't just draw, draw his penis. I don't remember that. You don't remember that? Oh my god, it's fucking. (laughs) She she kendowed me. (laughs) She got rid of Barney Jr. (laughs) 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 She missed out on little Barney. The uh, all right, uh, scariest, creepiest, grossest moment. When when Homer actually like um, grabbed the robot's neck and started fucking with its skin, I went. I went a little. It's a weird. Yeah, it's a little weird. Yeah, my scariest moment is Marge showing up and saying he was out for 18 hours. Because I know how that feels. Yeah. <laughs> that that's horrifying. Scary, that's, horrifying. That's, that's a different level of horror. That's, yeah. a, that's, a, that's a marriage scary yes, moment. That's, that's what that is. The, um, uh, that that's is. like you're going to sleep on the couch kind of scary. Yeah. <laughs> my back! My back! The, uh, yeah, that's great. The, uh, but anyway, what was your... What was your... I'm surprised you're not saying Jared... I mean, sure. <laughs> um, Scary and funny at the same time. Mine's going to be Mo having the weather vane through his back. That shot has always been super painful for me to look at, and it's still painful for me to look at today. Did you ever get yeah. stabbed with a weather vane, Brandon? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> this Halloween special definitely aired more on the comedy side than the, uh, the gross or creepy side. Which I'm okay with. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, it should be both, but it's okay to have one that goes one way or the other. Um, worst segment. One. One. Yeah, I'm going to have to go for, with one. Yeah, fuck it, one. Right, unanimous! Very unanimous. Uh, favorite segment. Three. Two. Three. And once again, it's up to me to decide if we're going to have a winner or a tie. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going with three, despite the hiccup at the end. Um, I thought there was a lot of creativity there, but I, David, I do understand why somebody would pick two because two is definitely the most complete, complete story. Yeah. Um, but I just had way too much fun with three. I, I do wish the ending was a little bit better, but at least it wasn't the screw you that the mm-hmm. first segment's ending was. True. Yeah, so, I know see, the Raven was a complete dick in the mouth. So, so, and David just relates to the ending of two yeah, far more. That's like, pretty I, much why. Like, I feel it's, you, bro. It's rare that a comedic cartoon actually chills one of us to the bone. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty the, funny. Um, uh, the, 18 uh, hours? Oh my god! Oh yeah, so that's uh, Trials of Horror 16. I thought this was a fun one. Um, not one of the classics, but yeah, it was a very light, breezy. It was funny, and it was actually funny. It wasn't groan-inducingly funny. Yeah, this is gonna be like the top end of of the in-between episodes for me. Yeah, like you know, like it's gonna be. I will remember segments of it, but I will not remember the whole episodes. Yeah, like I, I it'll be like you know, it, Brandon will say, "Hey, do you remember that joke?" And then I'll be like, well, "What what what episode was that in again?" And then they'll tell me, and then I go, oh, yeah, and then yeah. that happened, then that happened. Like, like, and, you, and you won't go, oh, yeah, that one. Yeah, it's, like, it's not that. Oh, no, no, no. The, the, like I've told before, the ones that are really bad, I'll always remember. Like, yeah. you know, the Raven. Um, oh, no, you don't start now, you son of a bitch. Dude, I hate that. I, I, Team the, Raven forever. So, yeah, yeah uh, I thought this was a fun one. Um, that's it for today for the Midwest Horror Network's October 2020 special. You can listen to our regular podcast, The Nightmares Podcast, wherever you listen to your podcasts. That was saying podcasts a lot. Also be sure to look us up on social media at Midwest Horror Network on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and... Slasher! 
And make sure, don't forget, if you are on YouTube, make sure you click that lovely subscribe button and that little bell to be notified every time we post something brand new. And you can check out all of our other awesome shows that we have on the Midwest Horror Network. Thank you so much for checking this out. We will see you tomorrow on the next episode of the Treehouse of Horror Halloween October special. Happy October 16th.